0: Happy Friday, everybody. Happy Black Friday as well. Yeah, go out and shop and hit all those shops out there, especially shop local. We've got, we have got are so fortunate to have so many great local entrepreneurs out there here in the Valley and really do everything you can to support them because they've got great, great stuff out there. So enjoy all the shopping out there and enjoy the show. we got Jack Hamm and Dick Girardi coming up today. And today's show is sponsored by... Brewer's Outlet, Reagan Street, in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports Domestics, Microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. Stock up for the weekend now. Okay, as part of your Black Friday shopping, go on over. Okay? We talked about Imports Domestics, Microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. And they got wine coolers, water, soft drinks, lots and lots of snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. Six great flavors of slushies. And the pickle bar, never forget. Led by the barrels and the dills, indeed, all together now, second to none. It's all at Brewer's Outlet, Reagan Street, and Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And by the way, in your shopping, why don't you consider a Brewer's Outlet gift card? That will make a great gift for somebody. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, Routes 11 and 15, Hummels Wharf, online at sunburymotors.com. Well, it's a great holiday season. It's a great time to buy a vehicle. Let's face it. All right. Spoil yourself. Ford, Kia, Hyundai. They've got the best in new inventory. Great. And a wide selection of pre-owned inventory. All right. This is all at... Sunbury Motors, and it comes with the Sunbury Motors guarantee, that pre-owned inventory. That means everything. Great sales staff that works with you. Trade-ins probably have never been higher. And a fabulous service department to back everything up from the complicated to the routine. Routine is critical, and they do a great job with that. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummels Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Penn State football coming up tomorrow. The Nittany Lions take on Michigan State. 3.34, the kickoff tomorrow. will be on beginning at 2 o'clock with Roger, Brian, Jack. Bob Taylor will be there as well uh, from Spartan Stadium in East Lansing. Should be quite a matchup tomorrow. And Penn State, as the week went along, got healthier after last week, which was phenomenal. It was unbelievable it went through last week. Unbelievable. A lot going on in the show today. We'll start with Donnie Collins in just a few moments. Chris Soleri from uh, the Detroit Free Press in the next half hour. Jack Hammett at 4.06 today. Dick Girardi, final half hour. Nittany line basketball tonight taking on LSU. All that and more as we continue on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Welcome back on this Black Friday. Hope you're enjoying your day, your shopping. Maybe you got the day off. Uh, as you go out and do your shopping today, consider a gift card from Brewer's Outlet. And by the way, while you're there, stock up for the weekend, right? You know, supplies may have run short yesterday. Don't want to have that happen. You need to restock. There's a lot of football. There's football going on today. I was playing Nebraska today. No Adrian Martinez for Nebraska. And uh, also, uh, there's lots of college football tomorrow, including Penn State, Michigan State. At uh, three thirty-four tomorrow, two o'clock, the airtime here on News Radio 1070 WKOK, okay. and we got Steelers football. The Eagles are, you know, you got a lot going on this weekend, a lot, and so you know, you just want to kick back it's a little chillier out there. Yeah, just kick back and why don't you re, why don't you restock the fridge now at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street and Summerville, the beverage supermarket, imports, domestics, microbrews, the best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day, and the pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills, indeed, all together now, second to none. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. All right, so um, the uh, so a lot going on today, uh, no question about that. Uh, and we're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia. Routes 11 and 15 Hummels Wharf. Online at sunburymotors.com. Alright. Coming up on the uh, show in just a few moments, Donnie Collins. Later in the show, Chris Larry, Detroit Free Press on Michigan State. Jack Ham at 406. Dick Girardi at 435. A lot going on today. Alright. So, let's... Uh, Hit it, and let's get to Scranton now. He's one of the best reporters out there. I know it's Black Friday, but as far as I'm concerned, it's Thanksgiving weekend. Donnie Collins, Scranton Times-Tribune. Donnie, uh, to you and yours, happy Thanksgiving weekend. Great to have you with us, as always.
1: Same here, Steve, no problem.
0: Well, Saturday was interesting in a lot of ways. Um, When it was over and you started hearing the stories of how the week played out, what did you think?
1: I thought I was glad that face mask policy was still involved. Yeah, <laughs> you know going on down on the field. Yeah. no, no. We, you know, we heard like you know, obviously James had mentioned it Wednesday. Yes, said that a couple of the offensive linemen were dealing with it. So, you, so we go into the stadium. I know I expected there'd be a few guys out, uh, and then to hear thirty-five players were affected, and you know, you, you knew something was up when when Clifford wasn't at the out for warm ups and was right. barely he barely made it to the to the lineup to get out there for the uh for the senior day ceremony so you knew you knew this at that point this had been something that had had kind of ripped through so yeah yeah I, I thought it was a you know it was it was a pretty good example of this team doesn't give up i mean they might not you know they, there might be some questionable play calls now and then some questionable execution uh they they might lose a few too many close games but they but, but these guys keep playing hard and yeah, I, I don't think there was any kind of drop off in play. The the, you know, the backups came in and you know where they needed them showed that they were that they were capable. They obviously played great, um, and and they win a, a game against Rutgers that a lot of people thought was going to be close, even if they were 100 percent healthy. So so I, I I thought that was a that, that was a a good sign for Penn State in its future. But but yeah, that was a that's nuts when you hear me hear some of these guys talking about all the IVs and how it looked like a hospital ward or a MASH unit or whatever and. You know, some of these guys who played, I think were pretty lucky they got to play.
0: Well as now some of this obviously I expected, not all of it, but some of it I did. Uh Jack Ham and I were calling out names that we normally call out in the blue white game. <laughs> I, mean, that, I mean that's I mean, that's how we looked at it.
1: Yeah. I, mean, there were, I had to look up the, you know, Jimmy Chris came in the game, and no offense to Jimmy Chris, he's a good good prospect. I'm like, who is this guy? Right, <laughs> yeah. 51 I guess 51 hadn't played all year and it was it was Jimmy Chris and I know you know we knew we had to check to make sure it was Mason Stahl who came in the game at the end there And yeah there, there was a lot of uh there was a lot of situations like that where where there was a guy out there he were you were watching for the for the first time ever so that made it a little bit from from our perspective and I'm sure yours you know exciting to see some of these guys you know see what they could do in in game action but there was there was a lot of that on defense and yeah, but especially on the offense, the offensive line was kind of fun because you saw guys. You know, you know where everybody could play because everybody played a, a bunch of different positions. It seemed like.
0: What was your thought on Christian Vegas' first real performance? <laughs>
1: so, yeah, you know, I always, I, 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 always say I watch quarterbacks. I just, I, it's what I like to do when I'm watching a game because, you know, I'm familiar with. I, I, I kind of enjoy the position. Um, he's got something. Yeah, I, I don't know. if you, know, it, you, you take a lot of factors involved here. It's Rutgers. You know, they they weren't prepared for him to play. They had never seen him, just like everybody else. So they didn't know what what he was about. But he's got the it factor. I mean, they, they had that picture of him giving the peace sign when he jumped out of bounds on that one play. <laughs> yeah. And and I, I was just I was just telling somebody. You know, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if you could define what a quarterback needs like where you get to, to, to that kind of moxie to play the position, but that's it. in that picture, I mean, he, he, he had it, he displayed it the whole game. He was lower in shoulders when he was running. Uh, I didn't think that was a great idea all the time, but, but he got away with it. Um, his ta- I thought his passes were, you know, it were, were on target. I mean, he didn't look like a, I mean, he was one of the guys battling the flu, so yeah. he missed the practice yes. at least, yeah. but, but, you know, he, he, he looked accurate. He was giving his receivers chances to make plays. He was, his line looked pretty good. You know, they, they were they were blocking hard for him, but it, 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 he was he was able to move around the pocket. I, I think there's some. I just think there's a lot to build on with the kid, and you know, the the, the numbers are almost secondary. There's just that feeling you get when the when the quarterback's in, and, and, and I get it. He's the backup quarterback, and they're always popular guys. But, <laughs> yes, immensely. You know, yes, <laughs> yeah, but he he looked like a guy who could someday be the starter, and you'd be happy with that. And I and I think. You know, driving into the stadium, I don't think a lot of people thought that way about him. I, th- I think they thought he was kind of still this wild card, and the, you know, they're getting a couple of quarterbacks in the upcoming recruiting class, and those guys are going to be going to be pretty good someday. They, they'll be the future. But I think a lot of people just didn't know what to think about the, about this kid. You know, hadn't played you know since his junior year of high school, and and I thought he looked he, he's got every tool. I I, I, th- I think Kent State fans should be excited about him.
0: Yeah, uh, obviously did a lot of things really well in, in the game. In fact, it was, uh, it was interesting. It, it, it was a great day for Canada. Yeah. Veyu, Mega gets a touchdown. Sutherland gets an interception. Theo Johnson had a couple of catches. Lucheta made some defensive plays. It was a pretty good day for Canada and, and recruiting Canada.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah, so I, <laughs> I brought my intern from, uh, from the office. That was the game he got to cover this year. So we always try to get the intern down for one, and he's he's asking me about some ideas for for his story that he gets to write. And and I said, how about you do something on on these guys from Canada? And he said, oh, is, is that a big deal? And I said, yeah, it's it's a big deal. You know, you don't see these guys, you know, you don't see Canada represented in, in games, all that, especially with five guys doing know. you know, doing something significant. And you know, it, it, I, I think it's just it, it's the way it played out. I don't think I, I don't. It, sometimes it's a you know, you, you're I don't think Vayu's was out there looking to get Malik Mega involved, but there he was on a wide open. <laughs> I don't know how he got that open, but, yeah. but you know Vayu saw him and, and, and hits him. And CO should be used uh, a bit more than he's been used, I think, at times. And 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 he got involved. And and, and obviously Sutherland, I, I, I was happy for him. He had a, he had a nice game. You know, that, he hasn't had a. You know, this, this season's been not as easy for him, I think, as as people think, making the transition from safety to. To linebacker, he's done he's done a good job with that, and uh, and, and Luchetta, the same thing. You know, he had, he had himself didn't have great numbers, but he had, he had himself a really good game. So but I, I think they all they all played pretty well. It's a, it's a it's a great sign for the for their country. That there's plenty of talent up there. They just don't have you know the depth of teams that we have here at the high school level. But but I think Penn State's done a really good job, maybe better than anybody else in the country recruiting. You know, getting the getting the top level prospects out of there and. You know, and, and coming down here and, and, and doing a, being able to contribute, and I, and I think you know, it, even if Bayu didn't play, you know, those four other guys would have had big roles.
0: Right. No, no question about it. Michigan State played Saturday, and I'll be honest with you, the to me the expected happened. I expected, mm-hmm. I expected that result, and I expected it to be not close. That's why I was I I didn't even bother watching Game Day. I thought it's kind of a waste of time. It's a bad matchup. What do you think now about this matchup on Saturday, with Michigan State? Now, part of it's going to depend on who's available, but it, you do have a full week here.
1: Yeah, it, it's going to be who's available for both sides because Michigan State's really not only did they get killed in the game, they got banged up, yeah. which is not a a good combination. I mean, they, they might not have their left tackle, might not have their their middle linebacker, might not have one of their you know you know their top receiver. They, you know, and Walker's limping out there with a. I, I think he had a. An ankle injury of some kind. So both sides are are really kind of banged up here, and there's some question marks. Yeah, I think this is such an interesting matchup because, yeah, I I think it's one of those deals where you know Michigan State has a lot to play for, but they've lost you know they've lost two out of three. This was a team that thought it 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 could sneak into the playoff out of nowhere. Nobody nobody believed they could do that coming into the season, but but you know that 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 kind of disappointment. Is, you know settling in maybe for them this week and, and you know are they gonna are, are they gonna play well are they gonna play hard but they, they have a lot to play for they they could still go to the fiesta bowl the peach bowl something like that but they're gonna have to overcome some of these injuries and yeah but the thing is and i think it, it kind of touches on what you what you said when you're opening there this is not an overly talented team no. they played well they you know they, they, they went on a run and, and and they showed you what you could do when you when you don't make mistakes. But they started to make some mistakes, and they started to get out talented. And I think Penn State has more talent. I, I think they have more talent even with some of the injuries. So it'll be it'll be very interesting if, if Penn State could force a couple of turnovers and you know maybe maybe shut down Walker a little bit. He he did not look good last week, even in the in the handful right. of carries he had. He, right. he, he he was shut down a bit. So, so I I think this is a. You know, and, and I think the, I think, you know, I, the Vegas odds, I, I think they're, they're always a little bit telling. I think Penn State's a favorite in some circles on the road yeah. against a team that has a chance to go to a, a selection committee game there. So I, 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 I think this is a, a situation where Penn State could, could maybe get, get themselves feeling a little better than they did after the, the Michigan and Ohio State games where they were one play away against a really good team from, from winning and they didn't get it done. But now here, I I, I, I think they have a, have a chance to out-talent this team, too.
0: Donnie, always a pleasure. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family, by the way.
1: Same to you, Steve.
0: Donnie Collins, Screen Times Tribune. Great to have him with us on the show always. Always gives us great insight. Next half hour, Chris Solari, Detroit Free Press, will join us. Jack Hamm at 4.06. Dick Girardi will join us at 4.35. There is an any Line basketball tonight at 7.00. And uh, six thirty the airtime. Joe Putnam will fill in for me tonight, and uh, Dick, of course, will join him from Niceville, Florida, as the Nittany Lions take on LSU. Uh, I am going to East Lansing tonight as the Nittany Lion football team takes on Michigan State tomorrow. 330, uh, 3.34 The kickoff tomorrow. Two o'clock will be the airtime here on News Radio ten seventy W K O K. So there's a lot going on. You know, it's. Uh, It's a weekend where obviously Michigan and Ohio State, the game, blah, blah, blah. I I get so sick of that. I really do. There have been so many times over the years. I'll never forget being at Michigan State. It was 2005. And this guy no longer works with Penn State Sports Properties, but he's one of the sales guys. And I said, hey, it's great to have you here for the game. He said, no, 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 I'm I'm driving over to Ann Arbor. I'm going to watch the uh, Michigan-Ohio State game. I looked at him, I said, the title's being determined here. He just gave me this confused look. I, after a while, like stuff like that, you look around, go, there are big games all over the place. Yeah, whatever. What is it, Mich- Ohio State's beaten Michigan, what, eight years in a row, something like that? Okay. I mean, obviously Michigan's five and Ohio State is two right now in the college football playoff rankings, but all right. So, I mean, it's important in that regard. All right, today's show is sponsored by our good friends at Brewer's Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. We'll come back with more from the Sunbury Motor Studio, including Chris Soleri, Detroit Free Press, in the next half hour. Here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. patronage Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. All right, second half hour of the show. Brought to you by our good friends at Brewer's Outlet on this Black Friday. Brewer's Outlet, Reagan Street, and Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Stock up now. And not only that, let's talk about Brewer's Outlet gift cards. Brewer's Outlet gift cards are great. Uh, you're looking around saying, look, I need ideas. I, I don't care whether it happens to be a relative or whether it happens to be a coworker, worker friend, whatever it may be. You may be searching around saying, okay, well, what do I do here? All right. How about a Brewers Outlet gift card? They'll right. let you know them know exactly how much you care. And when they go in there with that gift card, they can get the best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drink snacks. Well, they talk about beer. They got imports, domestics, microbrews. They got the best selection of beer anywhere. A lot of people love wine coolers. They love soft drink snacks. By the way, you're stocking up not just for this weekend. Start stocking up for the holidays now. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. I mentioned all those snacks. They have six great flavors of slushies. And the pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills indeed, all together now is a chorus, second to none. All at Brewer's Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And we are in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, Routes 11 and 15, Hummels Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Holidays are a great time to buy. Great time. They've got the best in new inventory. Ford, Kia, Hyundai. Best in new inventory. Budget may be screaming pre-owned inventory. Okay, it's great. They have a wide array of pre-owned inventory, all with the Sunbury Motors guarantee. They go through it with a fine-tooth comb. Fabulous sales staff. Your trade in may not it may not be higher right now than it is now. Unbelievable on trade ins, and they'll work with you on that. And also a fabulous service department to back it all up. Complicated to routine, they take care of everything. And routine is critical. Routine is critical. Is all at Sunbury Motors, Fourth Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. So great to have you with us on the show today. Our thanks to Donnie Collins, who joined us in the previous half hour. Chris Soleri, Detroit Free Press, in just a few minutes. We'll talk with Chris. And also, of course, Jack Ham in the next half hour. To discuss Penn State football, the Nittany Lions tomorrow take on Michigan State at Spartan Stadium in East Lansing, three thirty-four. The kickoff tomorrow, and we are on beginning at two here on News Radio ten seventy WKOK. Penn State basketball is tonight LSU in Niceville, Florida, seven o'clock with a six thirty airtime. Joe Putnam, Dick Girardi, and Dick Girardi will join us in the final half hour of the show today. So we're looking forward to talking with DJ about. Penn State basketball through four games of the season at three and one on the season. And don't forget, coming up on Monday, talk with Santa. The Magic Radio is back. Starting on Monday, the Magic Radio is back. Talk to Santa. Five beautiful children each night in our studios with the Magic Radio, talking with Santa. This is a tradition that's gone on for more than 80 years. It's just really, really special. So it all begins on Monday night from 6 to 7. That's right, Monday night, 6 to 7, right here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Well, he's from Butler, Pennsylvania. Yes, the western part of the state. So he grew up a Pirates fan. He, too, gets disgusted when Brian Reynolds is brought up as the possibility of being dealt for, quote, prospects. But he also covers Michigan State football on a regular basis and does brilliant work there, Chris Soleri. Chris, my old friend, to you and yours, happy Thanksgiving on this Thanksgiving weekend. Welcome back. Great to have you with us. Likewise, Steve. How are you doing? Doing well. Thanks uh, Thanks for being with us again.
2: I'm glad I can do it. It's uh, It must be... Uh hot stove I'm hearing the pirates are looking to trade top players.
0: Yeah well no and that's I mean he's the last good player they have so that's pretty much it. Uh they'll get they'll get eight prospects. The fans will go crazy over the eight prospects and they'll find out five years from now none of them can play.
2: Or yeah. or or they'll end up getting traded again for new prospects. Yes. Just, it's the it, it, it's circle of life in Pittsburgh. I yeah. I recall that very vividly it's,
0: This is from your time growing up in Butler if I remember. That is correct.
2: <laughs> that is correct. <laughs>
0: That's right. Yeah, and we just got we got to keep it's just around and around we go. More, and the more. The interesting prospects.
2: thing is, my old college roommate from Michigan State is actually uh, one of the voices of the Pirates, Joe Block.
0: Joe Block, who does a great that job. Is correct. Joe is yeah. a, does a great job.
2: Uh, Joe is uh, a great guy too. <clears throat> uh,
0: not surprised. So, Chris, uh, to be honest with you, I didn't. Flat out like the matchup at all last week with Ohio State. Uh, those three receivers and that secondary. I just thought it was a bad matchup. Is that the only way to look at it, or does it go deeper than that?
2: Oh, <clears throat> yeah. I think it goes a little deeper than that. Uh, I don't think it was a good matchup on the in the trenches uh, for Michigan State's offensive line against the the defensive line of of Ohio State and. I don't think it was a good matchup up front on the other side of the ball for Michigan State's defensive line against Ohio State's offensive line. And, I mean, the tackles were just shoving Michigan State's defensive ends three yards past. I mean, they ran for 200 yards, um, even with Stroud throwing as much as he did. Um, You know, you don't get to 655 with just chucking the ball around.
0: Right. Um,
2: it It was wholesale domination. And, I mean, one of the things that you saw was, just the limitations of Michigan State and the limitations of their depth because they've been banged up quite a bit, and the drop-off between the guys who put that hot start together and and the guys right now is pretty significant, particularly when Kenneth Walker is banged up, but even though they only gave him – he came off a career-high 30 carries against Maryland and only had seven touches against – Ohio State, um, you know, he's battling a little bit of a nagging ankle injury. Jaden Reed didn't play in the second half. Uh, They're still without Jalen Naylor. And those three guys have been the dynamic playmakers on offense. And the only way Michigan State would win that game would be to to attack Ohio State's defense, which I think is their weak spot. But uh, alas, there was no need to because Stroud had that game over in 15
0: minutes. You pretty much did. Uh, so I'm going to ask you about Walker. Uh, you know, Ohio State game aside, when you've watched him, you've seen a lot of special running backs at, at Michigan State. What's made him in that class this season?
2: I don't even think he's in that class. I think he's the best by far running back that I've seen at Michigan okay. State. And I've been around this program now for 25, 30 years. Right. Um, you know, I, I asked Kirk Herbstreit last week if he could give a comparison, and he brought up uh, Steelers levy on bell not michigan state levy on bell because bell was splitting until his junior year bell was splitting carries with two other guys and you saw you see some of that but i think that there's still even a, a difference i mean he he blends a lot of what the best michigan state backs have had he's got he's got the power to run through contact like a guy like lorenzo white and and just truck guys. He's got the agility and, and cutting ability of of Le'Veon Bell. He's got the breakaway speed that Jeremy Langford showed. Um, He's, he's a full package Um, and he can get you, he can get you big yardage. He can get you in close yardage. Um, And I I think that's been, there's a reason why he's in the Heisman uh, candidacy and, and in the conversation and, and, It's going to be interesting to see after that Ohio State game how how much that that dings him with voters. If he still ends up in New York, I don't think he wins it now. Um, I think he needed that Heisman moment in that game in particular. But um, there's no question in my mind, though, that he's far and away the best guy that I've seen in in Michigan State colors uh, just simply because all those things plus, the the plus that, that none of those other guys had was the vision. And the vision that he's got, and the ability to blend all those talents is, is pretty special.
0: Last year, of course, when uh, Michigan State came in or I thought Peyton Thorne played really well and impressed me. When I've seen him a few times on TV this year, it looks to me like he still can be an impressive quarterback. Where has he developed and where is he still shy?
2: You know, I think that he has grown exponentially. Um, and I think it was that Penn State game was the springboard. Um, You know, Anthony Russo transferred in from Temple and he had been the starter there. And I think a lot of people um, kind of anticipated him taking that job. But I think that competition really elevated Thorne's game. And and I think Thorne is a tremendous competitor, first of all. Um, I think he's he's still got to, I think, work on some of those intermediate routes. Um, He throws a nice deep ball and, I mean, he puts the ball in, in, in the pocket. Over the shoulder catches for guys that is, is kind of that special. You know, you don't see quarterbacks dropping a dime. You know, fifty-five yards downfield over the shoulder into the hands like he has. And he's done that with. He's done that with with Reed. He's done it with Naylor. Uh, he's done that with Trey Mosley. He did that with Montori Foster on a flea flicker uh, a couple weeks ago against Maryland. Uh, I, I think he's got the ability to run. And, and be a, a dangerous threat in that aspect. I, I think that there are still some decision making things that he needs to get. I know mean, last week that he pulled the ball on a couple of read options to to Walker that ended up in sacks or ended up him getting chased because he didn't didn't grasp the pressure. But he's a smart kid. I mean, his dad um, his dad is the coach at uh, North Central in uh, Illinois, uh, Division three powerhouse that won the national title two years ago, had the season wiped out last year, and they're back in the tournament this year. Carnegie Mellon actually was supposed to play them last weekend, and that game got wiped out with with, uh, Carnegie Mellon having some COVID issues. Um, So he he gets it. He comes from a football family. Uh, I I think the sky's the limit for the kid, quite honestly. Um, He's a little undersized, but he makes up for it in knowledge of the game and, and ability to do multiple things.
0: Uh what is uh, I think Reed is obviously a fabulous player ended up transferring in um a couple of years ago. But what is high if, school
1: teammate. Yeah. High school, teammate high school
0: team Thorne. teammate of Peyton Thorne. Uh but what has Naylor's absence meant to this offense?
2: Oh that was that it's been a tough one. Um, you know, if you look at last week's game, I think Reed was targeted ten times and maybe end up with ten, ten, uh, two catches or a couple catches um, because defenses were keying in on him. Um, you know, there, there were a number of pass breakups his direction because basically you can blanket the guy. He's the only other playmaker. Naylor's the guy who brings the speed. Uh, they call him Speedy mm-hmm. because he's a track guy from Vegas. Well, California via Vegas, uh, the Bishop Gorman pipeline. And, and he's a guy that can get downfield behind defensive backs easily. I mean, you know, real track speed with real physicality. His problem has been staying on the field. That's been an issue for him his entire career at Michigan State, um, all the way back to his freshman year. But that's, that's what they lack. They lack that speed and space kind of guy uh, right now. And that's not saying that Reed doesn't have some of that, but not not the track speed that Naylor has. And you know you see they don't have any other guys like that. him and Walker basically have the the ability to take home runs and, and Reed benefits some from that and his, his ability to just run really crisp routes. Reed was in a walking boot and didn't play in the second half at at uh at ohio state, so that's that's a question mark um you know so both of your top receivers now are question marks. um Walker's a question mark with the ankle. Uh, left tackle Jared Horst has been out since the he did, first game he missed was the Purdue loss. Um, hasn't been uh, spotted since. So quite a bit of uh, fluctuation on what was a potent offense at the beginning of the year. Um, that only sits, I mean, it was season lows with 224 yards and Seven points last week. Some of that, a lot of that, I think, is Ohio State, though, because right. you saw what that team did against Maryland. You saw what that team did against Michigan, and they were banged up, and they still put up 29 points in that loss to Purdue. So, you know, the, the bigger issues have been in the secondary, but those injuries mounting on the offensive side have really affected them as well. And
0: what have the injuries, I mean, let's talk about defense. What have injuries meant to this defense? How different are they from a month ago, even?
2: Significantly. Um, I think in part because the cornerbacks, uh, Ronald Williams and uh, Marquis Lowry, both have kind of been battling through some things, and they just don't have any depth at cornerback. Chester right. Kimbrough has been playing and has been burnt repeatedly, um, but you got to keep running them out there because you basically got three guys. Chuck Brantley was a promising freshman, had a shoulder injury in the Purdue game, and haven't seen him since then. I'm not sure we'll see him the rest of the year. I'm not sure we'll see Horse the rest of the year. The question mark, another question mark is Simeon Barrow at defensive tackle, and he's had a strong first year. They're a little deeper at D tackle but Barrow had been a real impact player, and and his absence uh, since a targeting call at Purdue, uh, you know, he missed the last two games. Uh, That shortens their rotation a little bit. Um, But right now, um, you know, those other guys are the ones that, you know, the the cornerbacks have have certainly hurt. And Colvarez Crouch, I think that's another one. Yeah. head linebacker. He tried to play last week with a brace on. He didn't start. He didn't play in the second half. You could see him on the sideline limping. So, I mean, that was another guy. He's like, he's in a lot of ways, the the Jalen Naylor on the defensive side, bringing speed and space at linebacker. The, the ability to to track down guys um, even through his deficiencies in coverage. Um, you know, if he's given up a play, he's got the speed and tackling ability to bring a guy down afterwards. So, um, yeah, they're, they're a, a much different team without those guys. Um, you know, how many of them play, at what capacity, I guess we're going to have to wait till Saturday right. to see.
0: Chris, Mel Tucker, uh, is. it's obviously it's going to be a question everybody's going to talk about. And I realize there are other jobs out there. And stability, you know, let's face it, I've been sitting in the bastion of stability for 40-something years here. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But – Colorado, he was there one year, I can make no judgment. Last year was COVID, I can make no judgment. This year, to be fair, a lot of transfers that he brought in, but a lot of the older players Mark D'Antonio recruited. Do we have any idea what kind of Coach Mel Tucker is?
2: Well, I think you have a pretty good inkling because, I mean, one, I think you got to understand that the people of Michigan State and the powers that be there are still plugged in and connected with Nick Saban. And Tucker's a guy that comes from the Saban tree. Right. Um, You know, and and he worked under Saban as a grad assistant at MSU. He worked with him at LSU. He worked with him again at Alabama. Uh, So a lot of communication has gone on with Nick Saban. and, And I know Nick Saban continues to keep an eye on the Michigan State program because um, it's special to him, not just from his time as head coach, but when he was with George Perlis as the coordinator right. back in the early to mid-'80s. So um, I think that's one thing. I think a lot of people see a younger version of Saban, particularly um, a, a number of the former players, um, and particularly some who are in influential positions now, that that see similarities. That uh, the, the thing that I've heard from a number of people, from donors to – to high ups in the administration to the former players is Mel Tucker just gets it um, from a big picture standpoint okay. of recruiting of the nil situation. I think that the feeling is that he's a guy who in the the 2020s is going to continue to grow and and blossom in the the changed landscape of college football, so I think that's where the the trust is coming from not just with what he's done this year because i think that that's a heck of a i mean it's a heck of a coaching job that should you know, if not get him but put him on the on the brink of a coach of the year award
0: right Um
2: uh, should have him in the conversation
0: chris always appreciate you very much i'll see you saturday and uh you know it's always good to always talk to somebody who uh, understands western pa with those butler roots
2: Nah, i appreciate it steve and uh, i look forward to seeing you up here and uh you know, we'll, we'll bring the hospitality.
0: Sounds great. And then we'll talk right. some basketball a little bit later, too. That sounds great, too. Thanks, Chris. See ya. Chris Soleri, Detroit Free Press, who covers Michigan State football, also covers Michigan State basketball. In fact, the irony is my next two road trips are East Lansing and East Lansing. Because I've got football tomorrow, so I'm there tonight. And I've got basketball two weeks from tomorrow. Which means I got to leave two weeks from today to go back to East Lansing. So I got my back-to-back road trips are to East Lansing, Michigan. Tomorrow's kickoff is uh, three thirty-four. I'm beginning at two o'clock tomorrow here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street and Sunbury, the beverage supermarket, imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere, wine coolers, water, soft drinks. Lots and lots of snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. Six great flavors of slushies and the pickle bar led by the barrels and the dills, indeed second to none. All at Brewer's Outlet, Reagan Street, and Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And don't forget about gift cards at Brewer's Outlet. We're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street, and Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Jack Hamm in the next half hour to talk Penn State football. Dick Girardi in the final half hour to talk about Nittany Lion basketball. A power hour coming up for us on the show. I'm looking forward to it, talking to my two awesome broadcast partners who carry me all the time here on News Radio 1070, WKOK.